This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra. Have you ever wondered what people in the rest of the world think of us? Well, the truth is we don't have much of a way to find out because all the foreign news that we get here in the United States gets strained through the government. The State Department pretty much puts out news releases and all of the media news persons buy it and then they give it back to us just as if it were truth. But in fact, it's quite prejudiced. So I got a chance to talk to a guy. He's just a working guy from Austria. He works for a magazine over there. And he came here to study us, but it gave me a little bit of a chance to study him and to study what they think of us. I'm sharing that with you. Okay, I'm talking to Oliver, and he's been over here kind of, what, reviewing the American left or something? Oh, we'll try to exchange ideas with comrades, making new contacts, uh, and supporting international class struggle. International class struggle. So you're, you're especially interested in the unions in the United States, right? Well, not really. It's more about uh, because the unions, there was an upsurge in labor activities in the last few years, and we try to find out uh, if there are, if there, if there is a new uh, rank and file movement going on, and if there are new connections between uh, uh, sectors of the economy, and if there are autonomous uh, movements and connections to other struggles, not only workplace struggles, uh, who, uh, movements that are overcoming the actual real divisions right now. Okay, tell me about yourself. What country are you from and what do you do over there? I'm from Austria, uh, from the city of Graz, which is about two hours drive south from Vienna, on the border to Slovenia. I'm a quality engineer at a chemical plant um, and I'm in the editor's board of the German-based collective and magazine Wildcat which exists uh, since about the end of the 70s which is in uh, the tradition of the operaist methodics or movement. So today you've been talking to and interviewing some of the activists in the labor movement and around the labor movement here in Dallas, Texas. What do you think so far? It's pretty interesting. It's a, I think it's a good level of, uh, of analysis and uh, honest level of analysis. What I learned today is that there are not that much groups available or uh, existing in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, um, maybe. But uh, I think the, the focus on organizing in workplace struggles is the right one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's keep it up. So you also wanted to check on the strikes and activities from last year. Did this make an impression overseas in Austria? 
Definitely. I think not not only in Austria, but also in Central Europe, because uh, the upsurge in labor activities is um, pretty much um, seen in Central Europe. And the, there's also a lot of um, exchange going on because this um, labor activist Jane McElvey has lots of has lots of um, lots of courses and teaching online teachings. But uh, as I said, what we want to find out is there more behind this official labor organizing? Is there more rank and file things going on? And did you did you decide that there is more going on, or that there's less going on? Oh, well, it's not my decision. It's not a decision. We have to find out doing more research, doing more interviews with uh, labor activists and workers, active workers, militant workers. Well, if you don't mind me throwing in my two cents, I have never seen anything like the support that working people have now today. Uh, during the strikes that the auto workers did and that the actors did, here in the Dallas area, everybody was turning out, especially the young people. But not just the young people. We also have a very active bunch of old people, of retirees, who actually were out on the picket lines and uh, were actually helping and looking for ways to help. I know, for example, we bought a bunch of red scarves and gave everybody a red scarf during the struggle for, uh, for the auto workers. And we did things like that, and uh, and we we pitched in, and maybe it wasn't uh, historical, maybe it wasn't uh, the greatest thing that ever happened, but it was much more than has happened in America since the 1940s. I can say that with with a certainty. So, do you think that the United States is moving towards some kind of international solidarity? with a working-class struggle? That's a very complex question, but uh, when I look at the peace movement, or the peace movement who is, uh, which is uh, in, in the building right now, then I would say, yes, there is a great chance that, uh, that the United States rank-and-file movement or the international working or the United States working class is getting more international or, uh, in terms of solidarity and I do hope that it will get there because I think uh, the United States are the beast uh, which has to be overthrown that uh, the wars in Ukraine and Gaza can end. You think the United States is the beast and that the people that live here are in the belly of the beast, as Che Guevara put it, right? Let me just ask you about one specific thing that some people probably consider kind of kind of odd, but the, the head of the UAW, auto workers, and also the head of the Teamsters, is saying that everybody should get ready for a general strike in America on May the 1st of 2028. Most of us in America have no idea what a general strike is, never saw one, never even thought about one. And here we are planning one for May the 1st of 2028. Do you think that's just an aberration or do you think that there's something to this idea? 
again, I, I do hope, hope that this general strike will happen, but uh, as history tells us, uh, no general strike which was planned ever happened. So I think it's not a thing you can plan or, or that unions support this uh, form of militant action, um, at least not the business unions like the UAW. I'm, I'm pretty skeptical. So you're skeptical that it's ever going to happen, but you'd like to see it happen, all right? Exactly. I recently saw a video from someone from Vietnam who said that the biggest problem in the world today is that the United States has no peace movement. Of course, that was before all this Palestine stuff started. So what do you think about uh, your assessment of the peace movement worldwide or in the United States or in Austria? As I think as the military-industrial complex of the United States is the biggest on earth, um, which exports the most weapons and the, which has the interest to, um, to make these wars ongoing, um, they, should, they should address the military-industrial complex, that the United States and a lot of working people are dependent from this uh, sector of the industry. And it would be a good thing, also in terms of ecology, that, there, uh, that, uh, that this sector is yeah, um, destroyed by the peace <laughs> movement. <laughs> so you think the military and industrial complex in the United States should be destroyed? Wow, that's a, that's a pretty strong statement. The peace movement in the United States has changed considerably since uh, Israel started uh, what it's doing in Palestine. But before that, and some time before that, we had the conflict in uh, Eastern Europe. And most Americans, I think, supported it supported what the United States was doing, and probably most of them still do. Certainly the political leaders still do. And uh, my question then has to do with information. You've been in America for a few days now. Do you think that Americans are getting uh, true and honest evaluations of what's really going on uh, as it affects peace in the world? Oh, not at all. Um, as one, as somebody uh, stated it, the first victim of war is truth. So um, I don't think that American people are officially well informed about what is really going on. But I also think that uh, the the winds are changing because um, the United States and um, especially the military forces thought that uh, it would be a, a fast victory against Russia. I think they underestimated the Russian war economy. And um, the more time is going on, the more people are opposing this war because they... Uh, it it comes to their mind that this war is pretty senseless and there is no real goal in this war except uh, 
th that that's not a goal, but uh, the the result will be the complete destruction of the country and uh, a lot of more deaths. Okay, I've been talking to Oliver, who's here more or less as a tourist, but also just finding out what's going on in America. And it's always great to get someone's point of view who's not from our not from around here. Thank you for listening. This guy, I thought, was just full of good ideas. His name was Oliver. He works in a chemical factory in Austria, the nation of Austria, over in Central Europe. He had some views about America, but he also had some views about the world situation that were quite different from ours. He works for a magazine called Wildcat, which I assume is some kind of progressive group. I don't really know. His main interest in asking us questions was whether or not there is a major rank and file upsurge in the United States. And he said that his findings were inconclusive, that they're going to have to keep asking. Then he made a radical departure from what most people in America would say about our country. He said this country, the United States, is the beast. I mean beast, B-E-A-S-T. And the people that live here live in the belly of the beast. He also said something I thought was kind of surprising about the auto workers union, which we're now looking at as one of our most progressive and one of our most militant, one of our most active unions. He called it a business union. Well, a business union is one that just tries to get along with the bosses. He said the United Auto Workers was a business union. That kind of surprised me. Then he turned around about the military-industrial complex in the United States, and he didn't say that it needed to be watched or that it needed to be reined in or we need to be careful of it. We hear that all the time. He said it needed to be destroyed. Now, I don't know how much that represents the thinking of other people in Central Europe, but it was pretty shocking when he said it to me. When we talked about peace, and especially in talking about Eastern Europe and the war between Ukraine and Russia, he said that people in the United States are absolutely not getting the truth. They're not getting the information that they need to make a rational decision. And I certainly have to hand it to him on that, because as I've said many, many times, the information you get is the information that comes from the bosses. They either wrote it themselves or they approved of it before you ever heard about it. So that's what we got the view of at least one European working guy who's interested in workers' politics, and I presented it to you. I hope you liked it. I know I did. This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra.